Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is A Lot to Learn with Austin Rogers. For the guy who knows everything, he's still got a lot to learn. Without further ado, here's Austin. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night. I have no idea what time it is because this is a podcast and you're listening to it whenever you may be. We're going to have fun today because we're going to talk about how to get your damn self on game shows with Liz Harris of Happy Bandit Casting. Liz is a seasoned television network game show maven, maverick, and other synonyms for that sort of thing. Hi, Liz. Hi. I thought you were going to keep going with the alliteration with I, the M's. No, which I, I, love. I, I did. I did not. I did not. There's I, nothing I, better than an intro for a contestant that just has like a snappy. Yeah. yeah. Snappy five alliterations in a row. Like a, a bartender from New York. Austin. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeopardy doesn't really. No, they sort of just do it right off the like bartender from New York. Moving on. Well, here's the thing about Jeopardy. And, you know, we can talk about a million things, but. Jeopardy is about the questions, and it's funny because the way that I met you was because I worked at Who Wants to Be a Millionaire for five years, and we were up for an Emmy, and I was sitting at home and doing my research, watching Jeopardy. Jeopardy is not one of the shows that I've ever worked on, Um, but, you know, I like to tune into all the shows and see what they're doing and how are they changing any of the rules and how are the contestants, and typically in Jeopardy... There's kind of like a, a formula to you guys, right? It's like the testing is so hard. Very hard. That it must be very difficult, I can imagine, for those casting producers. Yeah, the stats are, people. I think the stats are 600,000 people take the online test. 4,000 get called into in-person auditions around the country. And... 270 make it on the show per season. Right. So it's like 600 to 4,000 to like 300 and change or something like that. So right. yeah, it's, it's, well, it's a percent of a percent of a percent. Right. On the show. And so every game show, they have different priorities of what they're looking for, right? right. For like a show like deal or no deal, they're looking for risk takers <laughs> who have great personalities and a wonderful story or a pulse. Cause it's just pointing at things. No, no. And we can argue about that later, but it was interesting because here I am sitting on my couch and I flip on jeopardy and I'm like, Oh, I wonder what they're up to. And I see, this scruffy looking dude handsome as making f- handsome as hell <laughs> gyrating hand motions and super funny and i'm like watching and laughing and smiling and i'm like oh my god i'm not gonna win the emmy this year and so because <laughs> this guy they're gonna enter this guy into the submission for the emmy because he's so funny and he's and he's not the typical jeopardy contestant and they hit the jackpot in casting. And uh, I'm so I'm I'm bartending at my bar, the Gaff West, right? And Liz is a very attractive young lady. Liz, 
place is pretty hot actually. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, uh, and, uh, and I'm behind the bar and this pretty brunette goes, you're Austin Rogers. Shut the front door. And she just yells at me in sort of a tipsy belligerency. (laughs) Well, well, the backstory of that was we had just finished a season of a different TV show. So we had been drinking a little bit and I ended up walking into your bar, not knowing that you were. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I see you behind the bar and I turn to my friend and I'm like, that's Austin Rogers. And, and I have a bone to pick with him. Yeah, and she and she she came straight at me. She's like, "We're going to lose the Emmy because of you." And I'm like, "Thank you very much." And by the way, we both lost the Emmy. <laughs> right. Price is right one. Right, Price is right one, which is for why- trot- for trotting out, you know, some relics from 1972 again. <laughs> but but what I was doing is I was sitting at the Emmys in the audience and I'm texting Austin because then after that we became friends. <laughs> yeah. And I'm texting him, okay, we can be friends now because we, you guys yep, didn't win. Yep, definitely. In all seriousness, there's not that competitive nature. I was just teasing him. No, of course. Um, yeah, okay. So Jeopardy's, Jeopardy's super rigorous in in its yeah. in its testing and stuff like that. What sort of some of the criteria you... First of all, let's just start from the onset list 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 our shows list liz's shows okay so you know my main shows i worked at who wants to be millionaire for five years i did deal or no deal in this last season for cnbc um and then i also did two seasons of pyramid and we're going on to the third season we just started casting for that um so it's interesting because like i said we're looking for different things for different game shows but the overall arching kind of thought is that we want to like you. We want you to be good. We want you to be smart. Um, a lot of people come up to me when they find out I'm a casting director and they're like, you just like find reasons to not like people and like turn people away. Right. And I'm like, no other way around. My life is a lot easier. If 10 people come in the door who are like, Oh my God, I love this show. I want to be on the show. But like, there has to be that enthusiasm there. That's the first thing that we're looking for. Right. So if you want to be on a game show, and you're like, oh, I'm not that interesting. You're out. Um, I don't have that many hobbies. Y- yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, and it's it shocks us how often people say those things. We'll be like, oh, what's an interesting hobby? Like, do you knit? Do you draw pictures of cats? Do you, like, collect whales? Some, I mean, anything, right? Like, yeah, yeah, pulling yeah. for straws. Yeah. And people will just be like, oh, you know, I don't know. I like to read. I'm kind of an introvert. And I'm like, so and you're going to be great on television. Yeah, right. Because you, you know, we want the people who are the life of the party. Yeah, so even if you're not, that's fine. But you'll have a lot better chance of getting on a show if you come in and just like own it and pretend like you're talking to the person, like your best friend. Like we're sitting at a bar talking, yeah, yeah, yeah. having a couple drinks. And everyone's got something. Right. Everyone's yeah. got something. You just have to think ahead of time, like come in there prepared. So like some of the questions that they'll always ask is, um, what's a hobby? You know, what's the strangest, most unique thing about you? Yep. And travel anywhere. Cool. You know, stuff like that. Well, so here's the thing. You would think that that was interesting, but when you interview you know, a thousand people, everyone has traveled. So everyone's like, Oh, I like to travel a lot. 
that's not different than the next person. Correct. Right? So what is different from the next? A lot of people skydive. A lot of people travel. A lot of people run marathons. Those things are not different. Yeah. If you come in a casting call and you say those things, you're not standing out at all. If you come in and say, I collect penguin memorabilia. That's cool. And you're wearing a penguin shirt. Yeah. As soon as I get back to the office, I'm going to be like, oh, where's that penguin guy? We got to look at that penguin guy's application because yeah. there's something that I'm going to remember about you. Yeah. Um, so when I did my first in-person Jeopardy audition, and you know it's a it's not a cattle call because it's already pre-vetted because he took the online test right right um and you're in a you know you're in a conference room in a hotel ballroom in times square with you know 40 other people it's like two hours i guess they do three or four of those a day right mm-hmm. um and you know everyone goes around the room and they, they bring you up in groups of three to do a little mock game, 10, 15, 12 questions each or, mm-hmm. or, or an aggregate, you know, and they, they amp you up, you know, be enthusiastic, blah, 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 blah. So my first one, everyone's going around the room, right? And the producers being producers and the casting team being casting team. When you win Jeopardy, what are you going to do with the money, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everyone goes, mortgage, student loans my kids college or lame dream vacation right a travel i'm gonna go to iceland i've never been to reykjavik i've never been to dublin so i'm number 50 in the room i'm called up last i'm called up last so i've heard mortgage uh, you know, mortgage, student loan, kids' college, dream vacation, mortgage, student loan, blah, 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 blah. And I go, they're like, when you win Jeopardy, what are you going to do with the money? And I go, I don't know, probably uh, open up a bar and run it into the ground into bankruptcy by letting my friends drink for free. And I'm like, yes, nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the thing is, they walked away from that and said, what about that guy who had that snarky comment about like what he's going to do with the money? Well, I did, not, I did not get on that time. Oh, really? No, that was nine years ago. Or 10 years ago. Interesting. But damn straight did they not remember me when I got my next audition <laughs> nine years See? later. Yeah. So now nine years later, I'm the very first one up. Mm-hmm. So I already know the precedent. I already know everyone's going to go up there and say mortgage or student loans or blah, 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 blah. So right. I'm like, I'm going to set the tone right now. So I actually did. Well, I, I recreated it. Uh, they asked me again on the show itself, my around the world driving a Mercedes Benz station wagon around the world. Cool. I'm like, I'm going to, dr- I'm going to buy a 1992, uh, W124 formatic Mercedes Benz station wagon, start in New York, go down to Panama, ship it across the Darien gap, go down the Andes to Rio from Rio shipped to South Africa, South Africa, up the spine of Africa, across Morocco to Gibraltar, Gibraltar across a- Russia and Asia into Vladivostok, Vladivostok down to Thailand, Thailand over to Mumbai, Mumbai, ship it to Perth, Perth to Sydney, Sydney to Anchorage, Anchorage across Alaska, all back to New York. Okay, so no one can see you right now, but he is waving his arms around frantically. Yes. Which also helps your cause. That's a great answer. But the difference is, the shortened version of that is, I want to get a car and travel. Yeah. Okay. Elaborate. Elaborate. Yeah. So if if that is what you want to do, elaborate. But also, no one's going to check and see what you do with the money after you win the money. So it's not like you have to tell us what you're actually going to do with the money. So what I, my advice always to people is like, find the funniest, quirkiest thing that you're interested in and might do if you didn't have all these student loans and bills and things and and use that. that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, so now 
I think I nailed it. And everyone's like, yeah, right? And I'm the very first one up. Uh-huh. And then the next three come up, mortgage, student loan. And then this guy goes, uh, this guy goes, well, I, I teach a hockey league. And I'm like, nerd. And he goes, <laughs> for developmentally disabled children. I'm like, oh, God damn it. Oh, a do-gooder. <laughs> next guy comes up and he goes, I just got married on Monday. So I want to take my wife out to amazing, you know, honeymoon. I'm like, God damn it. I just got married. <laughs> next guy, next three, you know, mortgage, student loan, blah, blah, blah. And then the next guy's like, um, my wife is currently expecting twins right now. And she said, there's no way oh, you that can miss. On. I don't remember if they got on, but <laughs> on. No, she said, even if I'm in labor, there's no way you can miss the Jeopardy. Right. Right. And the next three people come up and it's mortgage student loan. And this guy goes, well, I'm kind of, you know, an introvert and, you know, I just want to, I just want to buy a, buy a home in my small town in Oregon in rural Oregon. It would be really nice. After my third tour in Afghanistan, oh, I'm like, God. oh, come on. Come on. So I got I got I got the guy who teaches developmentally disabled kids hockey. I got the guy expecting twins, yeah. the newlywed, and the decorated veteran. I'm like, no way is my around the world car story gonna nail it for them. But here's the thing, it doesn't have to be just one person. Yeah. Like not just one person's getting picked. You're not in a competition. You're yeah. not in a competition. Yeah. That's the other thing. And sometimes people come to these um like open calls and they're like looking left and right at each other and you can all be on the show. Yeah, like yeah. everyone be friends. And we're watching. Like casting people are always watching mm-hmm. because when you're gonna win money, we actually wanna give it the opportunity to someone who's a good person and that's deserves what, that opportunity. That's what everyone fails to realize that right. your team you are the number one cheerleaders. Yeah, yeah. everyone. Oh, 100%. Everyone. And so, like, from the second you walk in that door, like, you should be nice to every single person you meet because if you're mean to the security guy or you're mean to, you know, the intern or whoever, it just you you know, know. It doesn't bode well. You know. I find, oh, yeah. yeah, I find out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's different for every show, right? What Some shows... A story of, like, as you would say, a sob story mm-hmm. will go really well. Yeah. Um, some shows, when you watch them, like $100,000 Pyramid, a lot of the times it's like really fun, happy things that they want to win because that's the kind of show. That's that a fun it is. show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a show like Who Wants to Be a Millionaire or Deal or No Deal, it's more about the contestants' journey to winning the money that could be life changing money to them. And so what they're planning on doing with that money is really you know, could be pivotal to their game. Right. So they're at, um, like say for example, it's, it's one of your people who want to build a ranch because he's a veteran and he wants to save a bunch of dogs or whatever. And he's like, I need $50,000 to put the down payment down on the house. Right. So we know we're thinking as casting people, when he gets to the $50,000 level on the show, this is going to be a great story and a great moment because does he keep playing for more? Or Does he just, cash out now and like, leave I, with his dream? Yep. So those are the things that like we wish that people who are auditioning for the show realize because if you make the producer's job easy by coming in with these great stories, it's it's much more likely that you're going to be cast on Right. Show. Your job yeah. is now, you're like, well, this is packaged and yeah. bundled up and right. with a bow on it. I don't even have to touch this. Right, exactly. Yeah. Put I, him on. I don't have to coach. Aus- yeah, you know? Austin Rogers, put him on the show. No, yeah. And, you know, you see that when you're on these shows. You see the, you see the coaching, like, you know, not saying that someone slipped through the cracks, but sometimes you see someone who's on the show and you're like, 
Uh, how did they make it this far? Mm-hmm. And then you see the producers and the casting team, like during the commercial break, they're like, come on, you can do this. You can do this. Amp, amp it up a little, you know, amp it up a little bit. Let's right. go, let's go. And I'm like, ah, and I, I, I could t- tell that there's like a little bit of disappointment where they're casting. They're like, and eh, this one's become a problem. <laughs> Well, and one of the number one questions I get when I tell people that I'm a game show producer is, you know, they're like, oh, are you mad when people win all that money? Like, or you, I mean, you don't pick the smartest people, right? Because you don't want them to actually win the million dollars. Or it's not actually a casino. Win I'm like, yes, I do. Yeah. I, guess who gets in trouble <laughs> if all the people are not smart enough? It's like <laughs> the casting department. Yeah. Because... They do want the smartest people and they do want to give away all that money because a million dollar winner, that's, you know, that's what the show is about. Right. And not having one for a few years, like that's kind of like a bummer. Right. So contestants come in and we like reassure them over and over again. It's nice what you're saying, because what you're saying is we do come in during the commercial breaks and we're like, we can, you can do this. Like yeah. you got this. You got to calm down. We remind them of strategies because we are, we're like your biggest cheerleaders. Yeah. The other thing is like, as TV producers, you get really invested in the people because I'm sure they did this with you on Jeopardy. Oh, you, we're, you spend we're, so much time we're talking all, to the producers. We're all best friends now. Right, yeah. exactly. That it's like, I don't want to wish harm upon you. There there used to be like a couple bad days, right, at, at any of these game shows where it was someone who I thought was going to win a lot of money because I knew they were really smart and they were a really good person and we had talked to them and met them like five different times. And they come to the show and they have a bad game, right? They just have an unlucky game. And as producers, we don't go upstairs and like break open the bottle of champagne and be like, yeah, we mm-hmm. saved some money today. Like <laughs> it's, that's not in the budget. The, the prize money has nothing to do with the budget. So we want to give that money away. Like we go upstairs and we're like, oh man, that's. And and that's the dream too, because that's what everyone at home wants to be. They want to say, if that guy can do it, so can I. Can I. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're selling the dream. You're selling the the fantasy. Right. And and it's n- it's a pretty lousy fantasy if no one wins. Exactly. It's like the uh, what the wah, wah. yeah <laughs> the uh, the uh, the New York Lotto ad campaign a couple years ago. It was like it, they they didn't sell the money. They sold the stories you tell to your friends while waiting to see the lottery drawing. You know, you, yeah. You you, you 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 they weren't selling like what you're going to do with the money. They're selling the story of what you feel you're going to do with the money. Right. right. That's the dream of the game show. Right. I can do this. You know. Right. And that's another thing of what casting people are looking for. And contestants are like a relatable person. Mm-hmm. You want to be able to relate to the, you want the audience to be sitting on the couch being like, oh, that person reminds me of my crazy aunt Barb. Or like, <laughs> look at that guy. That was like the weird guy in my science class or whatever, whatever it is. It's these, these, these people have redeeming qualities. So there's a wide spectrum of people that get cast on game shows. You know, some are very attractive and fall into that kind of box. And then that's me. That's Austin. <laughs> and then there's well, other people who are a little more quirky and maybe like a little unconventional. That's also me. (laughs) (laughs) Austin fits into all the boxes. Um, And it's just really important that the audience feels like that's someone that they know or or that could be them, you know, and that they're just a good person who deserves the money. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or else they're just screaming at the TV being like, why is that? jerk get this opportunity oh, that's a, that's a good question do you occasionally like throw a wrench into the works do you do you is there an eye towards conflict sometimes so it- that pains me 
Because it happens and it's not on purpose. It's not on purpose. No, it's one of those things where sometimes, you know, when you do the audition process, people put their best foot forward as they should. And then they get on the show and the lights and the nervousness, people's nervous energy comes off differently. For you, it was like gyrating hand motion. Oh, but like, I didn't have any nervous energy. And you were like, energy. whatever, I don't know. <laughs> but I didn't have any nervous energy because like the lights and, and like, I'm not from, I'm not from, you know, Peoria, right? Uh, True. I'm not a librarian from Dubuque, you know? <laughs> I'm not saying there's anything wrong with a librarian from Dubuque. Right. But you're in L.A., you're on the stage. It's super cold. There's lights. There's mm-hmm. cameras with giant red it's lights. Terrifying. Hovering. It, it is. It is terrifying. Unless you know it wasn't for me because I've been on stage. I did stand up. You know I've performed in music that groups helps. and blah 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 blah. Yeah. And I've been hosting pub quiz for 15 years. True. I I know how microphones work. I was an AV producer. You know blah 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 blah. Right. Uh, so that was like. That was a non-factor was for part. me. That yeah. was a non-factor. For a lot of people, that's the hard part. And that's when sometimes the experience gets disappointing because, mm-hmm. you know, they either, and we, and we remind them of that too, like during the commercial breaks, we'll say, Hey, like, make sure you enjoy the experience and smile a little more. Like, you're not going to like how you're looking when you watch this back, but right. people's nervous energy does weird things and they get sarcastic and sarca- sarcasm is one of the worst things that you can have on a game show. Is it? i think you have to tread lightly (laughs) yeah i do and and um we had talked about hundred thousand dollar pyramid before um yeah i swung by the studio and visited you there once right right? Yeah. yeah and we were talking about the contestants and i said in in a game show like this where you are playing with a celebrity someone who's sarcastic comes off as i'm better than the celebrity and you know it just it kind of rubs people the wrong way. Yeah. Now the celebrity could be sarcastic. They can, oh yeah. Because, and normally they are because yeah. it's like, they're like, we don't really know how to play this game. We're doing our best. Exactly. But great answer. Great answer, Dave. You know, <laughs> right. Great answer. Yeah. Um, but for the contestant, it really has to be. Yeah. Yeah. You have to, I'm be, so happy for this opportunity and genuine you and know? genuine. Yeah. 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 I guess. Yeah. Sarcasm does not, I never thought of it that way, but sarcasm does not play well in the game show realm. No, no, it doesn't. So that's something, you know, to be aware of. Yeah, of course. Another thing that uh, casting departments ask a lot of, of people, and I wonder if they do it in Jeopardy, is like, what does excitement look like for you? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
and you'll feel so stupid as a person auditioning. And, and sometimes it'll be in a big cafeteria with a bunch of people watching you. And I'll say to a person auditioning, okay, if you want $100,000 right now, what does that look like? And what I'm asking for is, how excited can you be? Yeah. Like, what is your face going to look like? What's yeah. your body going to do? Yeah. Because those are the great moments in game shows too, where we had a, on last season of a hundred thousand dollar pyramid, like a grown man jump on top of one of the celebrities and they just sort of swung around in a circle. And <laughs> it, it was such a fun moment, you know? Um, and so those things, those those are things they're looking for, and and don't be shy. Right. Well, it, and I could, but and on the on the converse side, it's also. I mean, for most people, it's hard to manufacture that kind of enthusiasm yeah. without looking or feeling awkward or fake or whatever. But. We don't care. Yes, exactly. Because in the moment, it will be true for you. Yes. When you've actually won that $100,000, it will be true for you. You won't yeah. be faking it. Yeah. But we need to know that that's like a potential, right? You have the potential to be that way. Because some people don't. They're like, okay, great. You know, and they're clapping. <laughs> and then it looks like you're not happy for the money that you've won. Right. And then there's people sitting on their couch being like, I can't even keep my lights on right now. Yep. And you're not excited about it. And you look ungrateful. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so that's another thing. Yeah. So we've got, let's see, enthusiasm. You got to mm-hmm. come, you got to come with your best face on. Um, you got to come with an interesting story. That's not, you know, run of the mill. I would come with one good heartfelt story and one funny thing. Yeah. For any audition that you go to. Or, or, or like you said earlier, like a weird thing. Or a weird thing. You know, I, I, yeah. I farm alpacas, you know, and stuff like that. You I know? love alpacas. Alpacas are pretty cool. <laughs> there was a guy on Millionaire um, one season, and he came to an audition. He, it was from New York. And he had turned his whole apartment into the inside of an airplane. And he was a steward. Is steward? <laughs> air, air cabin air, crew is what we call him now. Yeah. Okay. yeah, that's the... Uh, <laughs> um, and so with the money, he wanted to open it up to the public to have this be a museum of all these like old time airplane seats stuff. and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. That's and really cool. It was awesome. Like, is there not a better thing that you want to do with the money? And then that, no, I want to, I want to actually look that up. <laughs> guy, guy who turned, uh, apartment, into airplane. <laughs> I think there was also a guy who like turned his apartment into like the Beetlejuice house, but he could have been making that up. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun too. Um, uh, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. There was uh, there was also um, another great thing, and this kind of goes with a penguin shirt conversation that we had. If you wear something like physically, if you look or do something different, you'll stand out from the crowd. And I think that goes without saying, but a lot of people don't do that. Like yeah. it's such an easy fix. I know. Wear I, something weird. I saw this guy, uh, I forgot where it was, but anyway, he's like, I, um, I tried, I kept, I keep getting the in-person auditions on Jeopardy, but then I keep not getting the phone call and I'm looking at the guy and I'm just like, you're wearing pleated khakis, bro. And, <laughs> and you're in a V-neck sweater and you've got moppy middle-aged man hair and i'm like what do you do man he's like i'm like an appellate attorney or something like that i'm like well that's tough attorneys are tough and doctors are tough Uh, it's hard to get on a game show if 
you make a lot of money. Yeah. Well, and, and the other thing is, I'm like, well, what what else do you do? Do you travel? Do you have hobbies? He goes, no. I'm like, do you serve on the board of anything? Nonprofit? Donate? He goes, no, I just work. I'm like, yeah, dude, there's your answer. You're not getting on the show. Right. He's like, there is, there, you have no defining characteristics whatsoever. I'm sorry to break it to you, but you're not getting on the show, especially Jeopardy, because Jeopardy could be full of doctors and lawyers. You can, you can literally have that show just be run of doctors versus lawyers for ad infinitum for eternity, right? Right. Where's, where's, yeah, you're, that's hard to And empathize. how a casting office is run is once you, once you have auditioned for a show, you become, and you move on to the next stage and they're considering you for something. And sometimes with um, a casting company, they could be working on multiple shows at once. And so you might not be right for one game show, but you might be right for another game show. Like say you're not right for, um, a trivia game show because you just weren't quite there with the trivia, but you're really good at word association, so you'd be great on a show for that. They'll keep you in mind for a different show. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times, casting companies work together. Like, we're all friends. We all basically know each other. And so I'll have, like, another casting director be like, hey, like, I'm short a few people for this trivia show. Do you have anyone? Like, I'll get you back next time. And, and immediately, you've got the Rolodex because someone stood out. And it's in right. your, your, and it might be we, Penguin we Guy. Have, it, it's usually Penguin Guy. Yeah. He's a real guy, by the way. And I've used him on, like, three different shows. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding because he wore a penguin shirt. He was also great, but um, but the casting office is covered in people's faces. Yeah. So once you audition, you become what we call the board tag, and it's your face and your name and any score that you scored on a test. So we know kind of where you fall in that realm, your age, what you do, and where you're from. And so you become a board tag. So why not look? like something different or exciting. Like if someone takes your picture and says, oh, I'm just going to take a mugshot of you, you know, because we need to have a photo for your profile, make it a fun photo yeah. because that's the photo that stays on the wall for years. And then they'll, they'll remember that's, that's the guy who, you know, like did bunny ears or whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. I love when people sing weird Al songs. Maybe it's just my, I have like a thing with weird Al. Wait, what? <laughs> like I've had contestants be like, yeah, like, oh, if anyone ever raps, that's going to get you on a show. Like, Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Like anyone who <laughs> raps and then has come with a rap prepared about the show, like, I want to be on this game show because X, Y, Z. Maybe it's just me. I think. <laughs> in every season of every show I've worked on, someone has rapped in their contestant intro. That's, that's hysterical. Right. So, so come with, come with a rap battle, <laughs> come with a rap prepared and uh and, and you'll get and, on the and show and if do, liz is working on and it do the funny do the funny photo and uh wear wear the llama shirt <laughs> yeah yeah you're in yeah well you also have to be smart depending well, right, on the show, right but. depending on the show what, what are some of the uh the let's uh let's be charitable but what, what are these some of the uh non-talent shows like what are some of the non-talent shows that you know the mm. quite the threshold of intelligence is a little on the uh, on the forty watt side. <laughs> okay, so I mean, I mean, games of chance, essentially, right? right? So Deal or No Deal yep. is great for that. Um, it's mostly a show of luck. I mean, ninety five percent, right? You just need to know when to walk away. Mm-hmm. When you know when are the chances, and you don't even really need to be able to do math. You just look at the board and you say, okay, how many cases do I have to open now, and do I have any safety net? Like, if I have to open two cases, but I only have two big boxes left, it's time to consider going home or going home soon. You know what I mean? I have no idea how Deal or No Deal is played. 
I've never seen it. <laughs> God, and here he is saying he supports my work. <laughs> <laughs> no pyramid. I dig pyramid. That's a super cool one. That was That's really. Fun. You need to be very quick. So people who would be good on pyramid are people who play catchphrase. I love catchphrase. Or, ugh, yeah. It's the best. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's honestly essentially pyramid. Pyramid is getting your partner to guess seven words in 30 seconds. Yep. So you just need to describe the word. So Pictionary, similar, you know. Sure, yeah. yeah. Um, it's the same sort of nonlinear thinking, you know. Right. So when, when you audition for a show like that, you will have to do like a test. And so you want to know like what kind of things are good to do. So pointing, like opposites. Um, not black, but. White. Not up, but. Down. Right. Um, and you can also do opposites for things that are connected. So not peanut butter, but. Jelly. They're not opposites, yeah. but it gets you to guess yeah, the answer, exactly. right? Um, so there's <laughs> things like that that you can really brush up and you can learn the game. Not peanut butter, but condoms. <laughs> what are you on? <laughs> I was actually half worried that that was going to be what you would say. Um, so other games, I mean, Wheel of Fortune, is it that hard? I don't know. I've never worked on Wheel of Fortune. I, I, Let's make a deal, I think, is... Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy are separated by one alley. Right. That's the Wheel of Fortune studio. That's the Jeopardy studio. They're literally right... They're on the Sony lot right next to one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I believe there used to be overlap. They used to both... Uh, at least the casting departments used to, I think... Be, do both. But now I think... I think I'm, I mean, I know the Jeopardy people are just... They do Jeopardy and I think sports Jeopardy also. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's separate now. But we had a, we had a party for the upcoming Jeopardy All-Stars tournament and the post party was on the Wheel of Fortune set, right? So you have in this room uh, probably 10 to $15 million of Jeopardy winners, right? That's insane. Yeah, exactly. Because everyone everyone there was maybe not, maybe, maybe more like eight, eight, Eight or nine million, but still take you know it. you've got you've got Brad Rutter who I think won like two million plus on tournaments, and Ken Jennings who won two million plus in the regular season, then a bunch of tournaments, right? You've got me at you know half a million, and you've got Julia Collins I think at half a million or something along those lines. So you got you got right, right, but, yeah. And this is it. You've got you know nine million dollars of Jeopardy all stars, super contestants. And the sign says, please do not spin the wheel. (laughs) And all of us are like, why would you bring us in here to not spin the wheel? And they're like, don't touch the wheel. Don't even look at the wheel. Why do we have this with the wheel? It was all a little bit of a joke because then eventually the executive producer of Wheel of Fortune comes in and takes away the the sign, takes away the sign and teaches everyone how to spin the wheel. But again, you have got like $9 million of Jeopardy winners all together like, oh, we get to spin the wheel. That was the most exciting thing. Like, like we, we, half of us would have given up our money just to spin that wheel. That's like, (laughs) that's actually sad. By the way, spinning the wheel is super fun. Is it hard to spin? It is hard. What you got to do is um, it's very heavy. So you don't actually pull it. You lock your arm and push through it. Okay. You know what I mean? It's weird you that like sort of, you sort of like go off to the side and lock your elbow mm-hmm. and push through it. You don't like pull it towards you. You use your body weight to push across your body. 
Um, and it's not really something that you can like practice. No, they show you how to do it. And that's when everyone went up and, right. you know, if you go on my Instagram, I think you can see a video of me spinning the wheel. And I think I got like a, I don't even know what the, the double down or bonus spin or whatever it was, but yeah, spinning the wheel was like the highlight. And I talked okay. to a friend, um, uh, who was it? I think my friend, Missy Egan, who I interviewed on this show a, a while ago, soap, soap actor. And, uh, she said the, uh, showcase showdown prices, right? Showcase showdown Okay. that, um, the big wheel, yeah. the, get a dollar. Yeah. They put it in the hallway in the back when it's not in use and they put a padlock on it. <laughs> so everyone walks by being like, I want to spin that. And they're like, click. Nope. They- everyone, you, just big children. I know. Just big children. Right? Well, don't you um, want to spin the wheel? I do want to spin the yeah. wheel. Yeah, yeah, I, and I, I also want to spin the showcase showdown. You know what? That's 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 my life goal. I'm, <laughs> when I go on the next game show, Everyone I'm like listening. When I go on the next game show, I'm be like, I'm not, I'm not in this to win. I just want to spin those wheels. There you go. I want I, any any wheel based game show. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to make some for you. Some of the other easier trivia shows, um, Joker's Wild. Have you seen that? I remember Snoop, the new one is with Snoop Dogg. I remember the old one. Right. Um, how's that one work? Um, it's basically, uh, there's two contestants and there's like pretty, you know, pop culture based kind of trivia questions. Nothing like super, it's not like who wants to be a millionaire or yeah. Jeopardy. So if you're more into pop culture and, um, like Miley Cyrus or, you know, yeah. thank you. And next. that's a fun thing. <laughs> I love that song. I can't understand a single word in that song. Thank you. Next. I, 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 that, that, I like her, but that vocal quality, that, that breathy, airy vocal quality. Not for you. It, it makes it almost unintelligible. I can't understand a single word in I that song. I feel that way about most artists. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a good thing to tell people. Have good diction. Yeah. Oh, and speak de- oh, clearly when def- you audition. Oh, definitely, definitely. You have because to. Because if have... we can't understand you, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's thank, a problem. Thank you. Next. <laughs> thank you. Next. That's gonna. I'm gonna start singing that in audition. Thank you. Next. This, this one brought me patience. What are the words? This one brought me pain, and this one yeah, taught me how sometimes. to. This one taught me how to live again, or I don't. I don't remember. That's, that's a great casting uh, call, yeah. them. Uh, no, and it's like you know, <laughs> Pete was a good one. Taylor was awesome too. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about, woman? <laughs> what are you talking about? So you brought up Ken Jennings, and I and I have a question. Yeah. So Ken was actually on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire a few years ago. Okay. And he, I think he left with like a hundred thousand, which is like good, mm-hmm. but. I mean, he is, I think, Jeopardy's most famous winner. Right? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Well, no, there's, there is no other, there's no one else. Yeah. Right. So we had him on Guinness Book of World Records week and um, he had set a record for like w- winning most money on a game show or something like that. And um, I think he found who wants to be a millionaire difficult, difficult because of the options, because of being given A, B, C, or D. On Jeopardy, it's, you just spit out whatever the answer is. Once you are given options and you have time to think about it. That's the thing, the time. People blow uh, final Jeopardy all the time, myself included, because you've got that 30 seconds to really think it through. And you're like, 
But if you're just getting like tennis balls hurled at you all the time, you're, you're deflecting them. You <laughs> right. know, you're, it's knee jerk reactionary, right. right? But uh, but when you get the time, yeah, Final Jeopardy is hard because of the time. If they threw that question at you, you'd just be like, uh, iPhone, right? Am I right? And they'd be like, yeah, it's iPhone moving swiftly right. on. But if you get there and sit and you're like, oh, it said too big. Is that iPhone or too big? Is that the iPad? And then you don't remember what year it was. So you write iPhone, then you cross you it off. overthinking everything. Mm-hmm. And, and then I wonder if Jeopardy I, does the same thing that uh, millionaire contestants do, which is you start to think that they're tricking you. And they're not. And they're not. Nope. They're never tricking Game you. show writers are never tricking contestants. We want you to win. And that is one of the biggest misconceptions yes. I think that exists. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're, uh, yeah. They're not. They're not tricking you. Right. But when you're given too much time, you start. Doing are they you tricking said. you? Yeah. I mean, there's there's tricking and then there's, you know. Uh, the clever categories like wordplay, like before and after and stuff like that. That's mm-hmm. not that's not tricking you. It's not duplicitous. It's not malicious. It's you, you have know, to read the question and say, what is this question really really asking? getting at? Yeah, exactly. And they're not they're not going to be. Yes, it's never mean spirited. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So in a show like Jeopardy, it's like you're just you don't even have that. I do, I do like hate though sometimes when those clever categories and like they're so groan worthy. Like, oh God. Oh, really? Like, ham let, like, and ham's in quotes. So everything is like, you know, Farmer Giles of Ham, which is a J.R.R. Tolkien story or whatever. I'm like, oh God. It's just too much. Because that's one of the things about Jeopardy. Uh, all of their writers are all like English majors and former journalists and stuff like that. So one of the things about Jeopardy is they're not going to actually probably ask you a science question. They're going to ask you a word origin question about science, right? That's interesting. Yeah, they're going to ask you something that, uh, you know, like, oh, what was one? Oh, there was a totally terrible one. It's like, uh this this chemical element was once called you know uh this chemical symbol was once called quicksilver or something like that wells would know it hg wells wells hg is the symbol for mercury it's so i'm like oh so smart though. so yeah but game that, show writers are some of the smartest people that i've ever met yeah oh my god and so i always thought you know right before you enter your final jeopardy wager there's this woman who like looks over your shoulder as you write the numbers and for the longest time i thought she was like uh i thought she was like a legal legal observer or something like that and then finally after like the tournament of champions or something she's like just want to say you know really loved you know watching you play and blah 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 blah. and i'm like yeah yeah yeah." she's like i'm the you know one of the head writers or something like that i'm like wait you're the writer what why are you always hovering over us while we write our uh while we write our bets and she's like to see if it's legible so that alex can read it i'm like oh okay I thought it was like some sort of like fail safe DEF CON, like if they mess this up. No, it's like, no, we just want to make sure it's legible. <laughs> that's hysterical. Yeah. I mean, that's the one thing that all game show people were crazy about is like 
things being by the rules and everything being fair. Oh, yeah. And I mean, you know, it's well, yeah, because of have you seen the movie Quiz Show? I haven't. You really I, have to. I know it's shocking. That I have. Uh, it's really good. We should watch it. We, we should watch it. It's really good. <laughs> okay. It's really, really good. Ray Fiennes is in it and John Turturro. Actually, here, let me tell you the story of Quiz Show. Let me pick up my glass of wine. Yes. Plastic cup, because I'm lazy. We're in my apartment right now. Um, I have many things to say about that. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about a deserving person to win money. Austin lives like, I mean, how's a nice way to say this? I don't know. What are you, you about to say? Well, he's, he's recently got a bunch of updates done to his apartment, which are fantastic, and they look great and he finally has a couch that you're able to sit on is what i'm saying yes. because your couch before didn't even have couch cushion no it no, pretty much didn't yes <laughs> so that's yeah. what i'm saying if you go to an audition and you say to someone i live in a 300 square foot apartment and my couch doesn't have couch cushions i'm putting you on the <laughs> <laughs> all right so so claim poverty wear wear an alpaca shirt and a beanie cap uh, uh, always be upbeat and buoyant and blah, blah, blah. Um, okay. So quiz show, quiz show. it's, it is the reason why all of reason why you've got an army of lawyers telling every contestant. I mean, I don't know how you do it on yours, but in jeopardy in the morning, the lawyers come in and like, this is how it works. We're telling you the exact rules of the mm-hmm. game. So it's completely transparent to you. And we're telling how it's randomized. So it cannot be fixed for any of you. And there cannot be any collusion and blah, 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 blah. Right. Right. That happens on every show. Yes. Because of quiz show, because they fixed it. It was uh, 21 was the name of the show. Was it 21? I think it was 21. And John Turturro is a working class jabroni from, you know, he's from Queens. And he talks like this and he's a, he's a little Jewish and he's a little out there and blah, 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 blah. And he's the number one winner and he keeps winning and winning and winning. And then they get Ray Fines, who is a Columbia professor. Uh, what's his name? His name's like... Patrick Van Allen or something like that. Like he's like, he's like old Dutch money from like the Hudson Valley from like the 1600s. And like he, his, he grew up on an estate in Greenwich and stuff like that. And his father is a poet laureate and blah, 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 blah. And he's got, you know, the fifties mad men tie and the quaffed hair. And then there's schlubby John Turturro. And they're like, so they start rigging it so that Ray Fiennes beats John Turturro. They give him, uh, Mm. they like, they heat up John Turturro's because you're in like a soundproof box. They like heat up John Turturro's box, but they air condition Ray Fiennes' box. They pipe in the answers for Ray Fiennes, but John Turturro, they give him really obscure questions, but he still keeps winning. Uh, And then it goes to the Senate that the whole game show ecosystem is rigged. And then the Congress goes, makes a law about, you know, it's, it's federally mandated laws now mm-hmm. on, on, on why you can't rig game shows. So that's where we're... Right. There's there's people who their actual job is to, um, after people win big money on any show, like you or yep. Ken Jennings or whoever, to make sure that there was no collusion, that you didn't know anyone from the casting team originally, and that you didn't know anyone from the production company and all that stuff. So it was all fair good and dandy. And someone wasn't, you know, it's like slipping you the answer. So right, right. Like it is, I mean, it's legit. Yeah. On a lot of shows that I work on, um, they will put like the writers and the producers in completely different buildings. 
just so there and cannot do not be, know yeah. who each other is and you know yeah i mean in jeopardy the writing is the producing so like the writers are like embedded like the writers are on stage not on stage but they're right off stage you right. know looking over the questions as they happen if there's a dispute or something like that and there's stacks of dictionaries and a red phone if if something's like in dispute, <laughs> the emergency oh, phone there's literally a red phone to like call up to the producer the executive producer and be like we got a problem here right this question's in dispute and that that's one of the really cool things about jeopardy at every commercial break they go did anyone does anyone have any objections to anything that yep. happened they want you to correct them they right. want them they want you to be more right than they are right because the thing is it the worst thing in the world is that that they keep playing the game and you win money based on whatever uh, something that was you know a mistake or something and mm -hmm. then it goes to air and someone else sees it and goes well that's not true exactly and yeah. then well then what do you do i don't right? know you know so then, that's a problem well yeah that's a problem that's a headache for everyone because then you have to like retroactively like i mean you see it every so often someone gets reinvited back on the show because right. they were unfairly dealt out and you know it happens right yeah. like everyone's human yeah, 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 yeah. And, and most game shows that i've worked on like there's a checker and a fact checker and a fact checker for the fact checker and there's a hundred thousand so it, i mean it doesn't happen frequently yeah um, the other thing that has happened in history is that on um, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, I think it was in England, you may know better than me, um, there was someone who was coughing in the audience. I heard something along those lines, like, yeah. Would be like B and I don't know exactly That's how That's a shitty is. code. <laughs> but it, it worked for however long in the game until someone realized like what's going on. So now on top of everything else and all the other like security measures that the sh shows take, you know, we're always looking in the audience. You got a camera always, pointed like, back at the audience to, too. Now, oh yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, well, you're not getting by us. No, no, no it's cheating. No, no. And, and yeah, it would be really hard to like, cough for jeopardy when it's like you know <laughs> the battle like morris code yeah the battle of bosworth field i just made a yoda sound there <laughs> i'm sure everyone's loving all those coughs Bo bosworth field the battle is richard the third <laughs> I mean, did you do that in your audition? That would get you on a show. A uh, Yoda voice would get you on the show? Sure. sure. It's fun. Or, or Kermit the Frog here. <laughs> <laughs> You're multi-talented. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when it comes to, I believe, uh, Frank Oz and Jim Henson voices, <laughs> right? And that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's the extent. Yeah. What, else, what other tips can you give us? Um, so we got keep the energy up. We got have fun. We got stick out of the crowd um we got be excited do even something it feels fun fake. with the money do something fun with the money have a so good one time someone said they would fill their entire house like with um balls from the bouncy ball mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i was like that's like for their 30th birthday they're like i just want to have a great time with my friends some crappy things have happened to me in my life and i just want to fill my house with a bunch of bouncy balls and i want to i want us all to jump in it and have a good time i was like yeah. All right. I'm in, brother. All right. Like, that's I'm, cool. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Yeah. Oh, one thing that people do do is... Um, you said doo-doo. <laughs> people do-doo. Uh, they'll get far enough in the process where once you're talking to the producing team, the producing team will say like, oh, are you available for X, Y, Z? And then all of a sudden, they're like, oh, I have this thing on that day. Can it be another day? Mm -hmm. And you're just like... Wait. 
um, do you want to win this money or not? Like someone was like, I have to go to church that day. I'm like, I'm all about religion. I respect religion, but I, I mean, you're going to not be on a game show because you have to go to church. I mean, yeah. Am I crazy in no, thinking that? No. Uh, like the more flexible you can be. Cause, uh, money's not fictional. <laughs> God, my show, go. my show, I can say it. Here we go. Um, no, but the more flexible, what I'm trying to get at is the yeah. more flexible that you can be and say like, yeah, I'm coming. I mean, it makes I it mean, easier for us to cash you. Yeah. I mean, I would. Yeah. Um, you know, one, one thing that always struck me as a little bit unfair um, is, you know, the fronting your own airfare and uh, hotel rooms for certain game shows. Because you're like sort of... <laughs> do, you, do they do that on Jeopardy? Uh, the first time out, you're on your own. Okay. And then if you're a returner, you get airfare. And then if you're on a tournament, it's all taken care of. That's nice. Um, yeah, but, but I... I I, there's got to be some logic to it, but it's sort of like, what if you're, what if you're like truly destitute and you're super talented at Jeopardy, and it, ha- and it and, happens, and and you then you'd have to what you'd have to borrow, um, you know, twenty five hundred dollars from your friends because you're out there for two or three days, and it's a seven hundred dollar flight from or three hundred dollar flight from you know wherever you're from, and if you're from like a regional airport, yeah, it's going to be seven hundred dollars to get to L.A. and right. it's three hundred dollars a night for the hotel rooms, and you're like, I agree with you. What yeah. I will tell you is that. Um, most game shows do pay now. Some of them don't. Syndicated shows are a little tougher because the budget's smaller um, right. than like a big prime time show. Most of the big prime time game shows are going to pay for your airfare and everything. Um, or game shows where there's a minimum that you're going to win anyway. Like if it's a show where you're going to walk away with a thousand dollars regardless. Yeah, like, but what if you don't have a thousand dollars right now? I agree. Yeah, I totally also agree. Also, that thousand dollars comes back ninety days later. You know, right? But for for a big show like a big quantity show where there's 250 contestants who may have to bring someone with them or whatever like that's they don't have a budget for all that yeah that, money. You're, that's you're right a huge amount of money you're right because you're right because jeopardy is doing that two two new contestants a day mm-hmm. so two days a week for whatever six months or any game shows that have teams I, oh, I family worked, feuds or whatever yeah i haven't worked on family feud i don't know what they do but or america says or any of those gsn shows i mean that's just that's a lot of, that's a lot of people that's a lot of airfare a lot of times people will cast locally because of that reason yeah yeah there's always uh in the jeopardy dressing room there's always two local alternates san diego or la locals mm-hmm. who you know actually buzzy was I believe Buzzy was an alternate. He was he not. was a local he was a local alternate who got on the show and kicked its ass. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Well that's that's an interesting thing because when you do casting, sometimes there's not in person casting calls, so it'll just be a Skype interview. Mm-hmm. And someone will show up in person and they'll be way different than they were over Skype. I mean, yeah. as you can imagine, um you yeah. could be a different person in front of the computer. I mean, that's what catfishing is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> sometimes we get catfished. Yeah. And so there's alternatives. And a lot of times people get bummed out when they're an alternate on a game show. And I'm like, do not be bummed. Make sure you show up because there's you're not the, a bad chance that you're going to get on the show. You're in the mix. We, didn't, we last, didn't pick you. We didn't pick you 
for no reason. Right. Yeah. There was, um, on last, uh, season of a game show that I worked on, um, we ended up playing three alternates and all three of them won over a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> there's there's another one too yeah. yeah it's it's just an honor to be nominated because it means the casting director saw something in you so there you're not an alternate in their eyes you're right. a, you're a contestant in their they eyes still love you yeah. yeah 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 no it's true all right give us give us a terror story oh. give us give us oh my god i wish uh, this person never showed up onto my lot give me one of those Oh man! I mean, you say terror story. That's not what I came up. That's not what I first thought of. Like when you say terror story, like, I first think of like someone who I wanted so badly to win. Oh, well, tell then, that story then, and then lose, and you're just like, oh, oh well, God, you could tell that. You could, you could tell either. You could tell well, either. One of them I can't tell yet because it hasn't aired yet. Um, but there was another one. Um, this guy named Big Rob. And Big Rob was a bouncer at a club, and it was on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. And this was years and years and years ago, but I'm telling you, it never leaves you. <laughs> he was the nicest guy I have ever met in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Like, just sweet, good guy. He came from very little. Um, his mom owned a barber shop, and he used to sleep in the back of the barber shop because she had to work all hours, and he couldn't go to school. Jesus, because, it's got I mean, everything. It is, yeah. Yeah. And, like... Did Sandra Bullock take him home and <laughs> teach him football? I mean, <laughs> I wish she had with the way that this story ends. Oh no. Um, yeah. Oh. He, I mean, he, I, I don't think he left with nothing, but we had just come out of a commercial break and I thought he was on a roll. And so as a producer, when you think that you want to, you want the story to keep going, right? You want to craft it and you want the audience to know about their life. And so he just told the story of I'm playing for my mom and he's crying and saying like, I used to sleep in the back and we were homeless for a while and I'm playing for my mom. And he got out on the next question. No. And I was backstage and I was like, I'm going to need a minute. I have to go to the bathroom. No, no. Like sad. What, what it was like at one of the thresholds then. Right. Cause you've got, you've got the minimums that you, you know, I can't remember. You could Google it. I'm sure I can't remember exactly what happened, but it wasn't, it wasn't ideal. I, I auditioned on, not online, but via telephone when I was in college during the Regis era of millionaire, right? That's when it was the the cultural phenomenon. That's Mm -hmm. when it was like the hugest show on earth. Right. Yep. And, um, so what they did was you, uh, you'd call up a phone line at a certain hour and then they'd give you, I think four questions, which were the fastest finger ones, right? Mm -hmm. Put four things in order, you know, number one, Richard, the third, number two, Henry, the eighth, number three. And then you'd be like, you'd be like four, three, two, one, or four, two, one, three, put it in order. And you did, I think five of those. And then if you did well on that, they'd invite you back to another phone call in an automated bank when you did like at a set time where you did 10 of those. Yeah. And then you were entered into a random computerized lottery to see if you got the show. I probably got the, got to the 10 question phase, maybe three or four times and probably got those right two or three out of those four times. And then just 
never got the random lottery. So think about how different times have changed between then and now. Literally, you had to call a touch-tone phone. You had to have a touch-tone phone and call a number at a specific time. Right. Now we can Skype with someone and get to know their personality and whatever. Like People Mm -hmm. have a lot better chance getting on game shows now than they did back then because it's a crapshoot back then. You're just a, a number that they're drawing out of a hat. Yeah. And now it's like, it's more in your control. And that's what I'm saying, I think, is, A, it's not that hard getting on a game show. I want to see I want to see cool people. Right. Yeah. And B, like, it's in your control. Like, just be like you. Be, be a bigger, better version of yourself. Well, where, where can, for the listeners out there, where can people go to find uh, what game shows to get on and do the audition process? Where can they go? So my website is happybanditcasting.com. Happy Bandit? Happy Bandit. Because they're going to run away with all the network's money. That's the goal. <laughs> Happybanditcasting.com. Yes. And you've and got we, a list of game shows that you're working on? Well, we're currently just open <coughs> casting for $100,000 Pyramid Season 4. Mm-hmm. Bigger and Better. Bigger and Better Celebrities. Michael Strahan is coming back. My buddy Michael Strahan. I I know. He interviewed me twice for Good Morning America. And he I did. Got, and I got to see him when I visited you on the set the other yeah, day. He is a day. good guy he's and super such nice. a great like host to have being a contestant because he makes you feel like comfortable and he's funny and it just, it's a great experience. Um, so we have casting opening for that. So, I mean... I think everyone should try out. And it's a game that you can learn, like I said before. Yeah. Like, watch the episodes, play Heads Up, yep. and apply online. Yep, Heads Up, Catchphrase, whatever. Exactly. And yeah, they're all categories, uh, right? All those sure. Yeah, all those games are sort of in that same. Where? What other resources can people use other than your website? Where, where say, uh, oh, come on, dude. This <laughs> is your job. I know you want you. I know you want you to get the casting, but what if? What if? What if, <laughs> he's, what if he's, he's saying that because I rolled my eyes yeah i know and what what if what if people are like oh i don't like her voice i'm gonna go somewhere else (laughs) i don't like my voice either i had a lisp for like ever and still do so so. do you you mind listening to yourself on the headphones it's awful oh really (laughs) it's been a nightmare all i do is hear myself (laughs) and you love it i've like i've got a very mellifluous voice so (laughs) (laughs) next amber to the main stage (laughs) um no here here's the thing about castings you can literally go on any show that you're interested on on their website Mm -hmm. and they'll bring you to whatever casting agency is doing it um you just have to check often because casting windows are really small and they're never around the time when the shows are actually airing so if you're watching a show it's already too late it's already too late yeah so if a show season is over then now is the time that you should be going on google and being like is this and just check like once a week you know deal or no deal casting pyramid casting wheel or wheel of fortune cat like and and things will pop up also facebook they promote on Facebook constantly. So, Oh yeah. They'll say it's the open call. Right. You just have to keep your eyes open. Backstage is also a really good resource. Yeah. Um, so this has been super fun hanging out with my good friend, Liz Harris of the happy bandit casting. Aren't you happy now that I I harassed you in the bar? I know. I'm very, I'm very, I'm very, I'm, I'm a happy bandit right now. Ah, (laughs) Uh, so there, there we got it guys go out and, uh, try out for game shows and make some money, make some money. And then maybe you can have a, uh, a podcast where you interview moderately talented people. (laughs) (laughs) So why did I say that Liz? I'm so sorry. (laughs) All right, everyone have a great night.
Bye bye or day or I don't know. Whatever. Bye. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.